You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. You Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Welcome to the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast, where we talk about everything we need to know as women to slay the purpose that God has given us. I'm your host, Shantae Sapphire. Let's start the show. Good afternoon, fellow Purpose Chasers. Today we have with us Martha Banks Hall. And we are going to get into what she does and her purpose and who she is. And I'll tell you a little secret, which is my favorite thing about her. But before we get into it, I just want to introduce her formally to you guys in the community. So Martha Banks Hull is the creator of Vision Words, Motivational Sticky Notes with affirmations, mantras, and scriptures on them. A master manifester. Martha moved from San Francisco, where she was born and raised, to New York City to follow her lifelong dream of living in the Big Apple. As a wife, mother, and entrepreneur, Martha has consistently lived by faith and used affirmations to create the life she deserves. By creating products based on the power of positive words, she hopes to help others do the same. As a speaker, coach, and brand builder, she works with women who want to learn how to harness the law of attraction in their lives. Her book, It Didn't Run Me Over, will be released this fall. Welcome, Martha. Thank you for being with us today. I'm so excited to speak to you. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here with you. Awesome, awesome. If, if those of you who are on my Instagram, you've always seen um, sticky notes with powerful affirmations or scriptures, and I show it to you in my office or on my mirror or on my fridge. And if you're wondering where I got those things from, they came from Martha. They came from her company, and they are such an awesome mind shift changing, perfect gift for anyone really, perfect for the kids as well. She has ones for kids and she is just inspiring so many lives, one sticky note at a time. I'm going to say it like that, (laughs) one sticky note at a time. Before I briefly get into it with Martha, I went and I decorated my office and I had coworkers said, where did you get that from? So when they weren't looking, I I took my vision words I took some and I put them up around their office. So now they all have this positive vibe going on. So I just want to say thank you for allowing God to use you and create this this beautiful product that is touching so many lives. Oh, thank you. It always blesses my heart to hear that. And I love, you know, knowing that they're all the way in Bermuda. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, they're all the way in Bermuda and they didn't get lost in the triangle, as some people would say. (laughs) So Martha, I just want to ask you, how and when did you figure out what your purpose in life was? Well, I feel like our purpose is um, is a journey. And so I would say that there were a number of milestones 
in in uh, in knowing my purpose. Um, the first one when I really uh, created a relationship with the Lord. I had always gone to church since a little girl. Um, my grandmother always tells the story that I, you know, got baptized under the Holy Spirit at the age of five. But I remember personally making a decision at the age of twelve, um, twelve or thirteen, to serve the Lord. To you know, really. Um, have a relationship with God and, and really, you know, have a prayer life and, and read his word. And so that actually gave me purpose. Um, I was a very outgoing child. I've always been, you know, an extrovert, a very outgoing child, but in my younger years, I actually had uh, depression. I actually had um, battles with knowing that I had a purpose that I was, you know, that there was a reason for my life because my mother had me when she was 17. Mm-hmm. And knowing that at a young age, you may think, you know, oh, well, you know, if kids know how old their parents are, it's not a big deal. But in my mind, in third grade, as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, to me, that was, I was a mistake. She mm-hmm. was a teenage pregnancy. And so I was a mistake. Why am I here? And at that young age, I always questioned my purpose. I always questioned my reason for living. And so at 12 or 13, when I found the Lord and when I found a reason to live, that was my first, I would say that was my first stop in the journey of finding my purpose. After that, um, you know, recently with vision words, I would say that that was a huge milestone in finding my purpose and, and being given this amazing idea, which seems rather simple because people do it all the time. They'll write themselves a note on a sticky note, you know, post-its and, but putting them already printed and having 50 different statements in a pack and being able to categorize them and give people this powerful tool, even though it's so small, has been a huge life changer for me and really driven me into my purpose of inspiring and empowering people to achieve their goals and dreams. That's really what um, my desire has always been for Vision Words to do. Those sticky notes, they're they're statements that I pray stick with people throughout their day, throughout their week, throughout their year, can change your attitude, can change your mindset, and that in turn can change your life because, you know, mindset is everything. And so that is my most recent pit stop in the path and the journey of finding my purpose. Um, it's been a, an amazing, um, I'll even say calling or gift to be able to create these sticky notes. And I only say that because people like you have given me such amazing feedback. I've received feedback from people saying that, you know, they put them on their mirror and they say the affirmation each morning before they go to work and it empowers them and it strengthens them. Or they have a friend who was going through depression, so they gave them as a gift. I've had a number of people say they had family members that were diagnosed with terminal illness and cancer and whatnot, and they posted the scripture packs around their home to fill their home with positive words. I mean, the messages that I've been getting superseded all of the prayers that I was praying as I created them um, about two years ago. So it's really been an amazing, um, an amazing journey and, and a wonderful purpose to fulfill. I'm very grateful. I love that you said that your purpose was a journey. Um, I say this often that our purpose finds different avenues to show up. So although we might be called to doing one thing, how we do it can manifest in so many different ways. So you have a, I mean, you can motivational speak and coach somebody, but then you also leave them with the gift of having something 
when you're not around, when nobody is around, when it's just them and their reflection, and for them to be able to see it and rehearse it and remind themselves of it is so powerful. But another point I wanted to stop on was you said that you your goal is to inspire and empower people and to help them shift their mindset. Can you just tell us the important importance of shifting your mindset in order for you to live a purpose-filled life, to live a successful life, to live an abundant life? How important is it for you to shift your mindset? Yes, it is hugely important. And, and one of the ways to shift your mindset, one of the best ways to shift your mindset is through the power of words, whether they're spoken or written, but really the intention behind those words. And the power of words is this um, is so strong that it actually can change the molecular structure of our bodies. And so this is how Vision Words was created. I saw a video about a Japanese scientist named Dr. Emoto, and he wanted to see what would happen to water when you put intention towards the water. He got jars of water and he put words on each jar, love, gratitude, peace, evil, I hate you, I'll kill you. He put intention towards the water, he put those words on the water, and then he took a drop from each jar and he froze it. And he took a photograph and he enlarged it of each one. And the ones that said love, peace, gratitude, they were these gorgeous prisms, these beautiful snowflake shapes. The one that said evil, I hate you, I'll kill you, were these corroded, just blobs, mess, chaotic mass. And so if words can have that effect on water to actually change the molecular structure of water, and our bodies are more than 60% made of water, how much do words affect us in the positive and in the negative? Words are constantly affect, affecting us. And so in order to change your mindset, in order to harness the power of words, you have to consistently be telling yourself, positive words because the world society media there's i actually when i first came up with the idea of vision words i counted how many negative thoughts or how many negative ideas could come into my mind before i get to my office wow. it was about between nine or ten from the time i wake up if you turn on the news if you turn on you know i actually i commute to work i'm in new york city so i take a taxi cab the taxi driver saying something negative. He's listening to something negative on the radio. I come to work. People are talking negative at the water cooler. I mean, there were at least nine to 10 negative thoughts being thrown at me, bombarding my mind before I even sat down at my desk to work. Whereas if I have vision words on my mirror in my bathroom, if I've got it in my journal, if I've got it at my desk at work, then I've got the positive words to combat those negative thoughts and those negative words. And even um, not just negativity in a general sense of negative things going on in the world, yes, but also just negative things about ourselves. There's an acronym that I love to share with people, which is ANTS, and it stands for Automatic Negative Thinking. This is something that happens to us because of the programming in our in our brains from the way we grew up. It could either be your parents or it could be your teachers or it could be society or the media. Whatever's been programmed in you gets you to that automatic negative thought. And so we're automatically negative thinking and we need to constantly, consistently be putting positive words in our mind. That's why reading the Bible is so important. That's why praying so so important. That's why using positive words to speak to yourself is so important to have that mindset shift 
so that you're always thinking positive. An interesting thing I came across in um, studying all this is our subconscious brain is actually six years old. And so our subconscious, if we need to constantly be programming our subconscious to the positive, think about a six-year-old. I actually have a six-year-old. I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And let me tell you, they need to be repeated over and over and over again. And so that's why sometimes people are like, oh, I was doing so good last week with positive thinking or my affirmations. It's something that you have to consistently do on a daily basis. You have to consistently do it on a daily basis. Nobody, I mean, it's not all, you know, roses and, you know, rainbows, of course, but we can always look to the word of God that says, uh, there's a scripture that actually God gave me last week about speaking things that weren't as though they are. So sometimes people say, oh, but that's not being realistic. Well, but it's being, you know, it's, it's speaking things that aren't as though they were. It's speaking words of life into, into existence, right? And so those are some things to think about when you want to change your mindset and when you want to um, have that shift in your mind. And just even, you know, the vision words can change your attitude. If somebody comes at you a certain way, you have that thought in your head of whatever that positive statement was that you were looking at, you know, over and over again. So those are just a few things um, about mindset. I you said such, so much, um, just thinking about what positive words and negative words can do to a glass of water and how we have been programmed. I've actually spent a lot of last week and this week talking to my community about changing our mindset, shifting what it is that we continuously tell ourselves. Sometimes our negative thinking we don't even realize, like you said, it's been programmed into us. So we don't even think that we're thinking these things. But when somebody brings it up to you, you know the answer, like money doesn't grow on trees, right? We, we know the saying. So when we think about, um, or, or maybe a thought that in order for me to be successful, only hard workers are successful. So you don't think to yourself that success can equal happiness or success can equal joy or peace or vacation because success is only tied in your mind to hard work when success encompasses all of that. So I think that's so important that we do speak things as, as though they were, even though they are not. This morning on my IG stories, I made mention of, uh, Oh, what I what I experienced over the weekend and speaking to women who were saying to me basically um, that I have money to do things, but they don't. And mm. I had to tell them that, no, I, I actually don't have money to do certain things, but I step out on faith and I say it. I say it, I speak it over myself. So I would say that I'm a multi-million uh, dollar business owner or I'm a best-selling author of at least five books. Those are the things I tell myself and I um, cons- consistently tell myself it because you can forget. Oh, yes. You easily forget. When life throws things at you, it's coming at you hard, then you just forget everything <laughs> that you were telling yourself. And it's just a ploy of the enemy for us to be distracted from what, who and what God has called us to do and be. So when we have those daily reminders, when we put it where we can see it, when we make sure we're following, even following the right sort of people on Instagram and social media make a difference. I know that on my social media, I have a lot of people who are speaking, either they're speaking scriptures, they're speaking business tips, they're speaking life tips, things that I can 
see that will enhance my day. Nothing that will make me look down and have a bad mood immediately. And we have to remember to create the surrounding that we want or else we will let any and everything come in. So in my office, and I have to keep going back to that, um, even before I met you and I got the vision words, before that, I got my job and I had been out of work for about almost a year. And it was Christmas time and in Bermuda, and I don't know if other offices, well, I'm sure other offices decorate a little bit for Christmas. Mm -hmm. On my door, I had different of my office, I had different, um, you know, fun jokes about Christmas, scriptures about Christmas. And then underneath the name on my door, I had Jesus is the reason for the season. That was two Christmases ago. It is still on my door because <laughs> it is just the, the, that is what I want you to think before you come into my office. You see the name Jesus and you think, okay, maybe I should change my attitude before I walk in. So now next to the word, Jesus is the reason for the season is something is a vision word I had about belief in yourself and another one about smiling. So that's what people see at eyesight when they approach my door. So when they open the door, it's, it's, it's a whole different en- energy. And I, I love to tell them, you know, if they come in there with a the negative energy, I'm like, uh-uh, if you're coming in here with this negative energy, I'm going to pray. Prayer makes things happen. You see, I've got it up here, right? Or do you need some happiness here? This sticker is for you. This sticky is for you. Because I think it's so important that we create and we filter what is actually in the atmosphere, what words are being spoken over us, what words are being spoken around us that our brain is really catching on to. I also um, love that you said that we have to change really the molecular structure. Words can change the molecular structure. And I remember doing uh, exercises, and I'm not sure if you've done anything like this, where you, you take, I'm sure you have, you were there. You take the negative thought and you replace, replace it with the positive thought. And we, I remember doing that exercise when we were at Speak and Write, and it was just so, such a powerful exercise. And I came, to my mom, came home and I said to my mom, do you know that negative thought that I'm always telling myself? I, I haven't focused on it since. Not once. Wow. Not once. And it's just the power of replacing it and, and making sure I give myself a new affirmation that I can look forward to, that I can repeat. But I just enjoyed everything you just said about, you know, making sure that we're rehearsing and our subconscious mind is six years old. And just like a six-year-old, easily distracted, our mind is easily distracted. So we have to pull it back in. But I want to ask you this. So you've become a beacon of positivity. How does it trickle down into your life as far as your family goes and your friends go? Did they notice a change when you started to be like that? Did they take on to it? Did they join in or did they, were they a bit eh about all of this positive energy? Well, I've, um, I've actually, I've pretty much, you know, like I mentioned, I, you know, really made a decision to have a relationship with God in, in my early preteens. And so I've actually always been a very positive person. I've always been a very um, upbeat and look on the bright side and, you know, just always been a very positive person. And I just attribute that to my relationship with God. I, um, and people know me as being, you know, always thinking positive and, and always, um, you know, looking on the bright side of things. And, um, it just, it, it made sense to everyone when, you know, when I came up with the idea and, and started the business, um, it really just embodied really who I am. I think that lots of times, you know, in our purpose, it's, we find it when we're, um, 
being authentic, being ourselves, you know, and, and I was on a quest to really search for, you know, how to be intentional every day and how to really, you know, harness the law of attraction and really how to, you know, create my own reality on an intentional day by day basis, because I had done it in a number of different ways. I've manifested $20,000 in two weeks. I manifested my husband down to 10 specific things I wanted in a man. I manifested my children down to the month that they were born, literally wow. wrote down what month I wanted them to be born and it happened. And so um, God has always um, not only just answered prayers for these manifestations to happen, but also superseded the prayers. Like when I, the $20,000 story, I actually wrote down after writing down everything that I wanted and everything that I needed to pay for my bills, at the bottom I put, I will attract $10,000. But God bless me with double, <laughs> $20,000. So it's not only just, you know, him answering prayers, but um, also superseding them. You know, God so many times gives us more than what we ask for. And um, so, yeah, it's really been something that's always been a part of my life in terms of, you know, thinking positive, um, being positive, the word of God being inside of me. Um, I will share this. I, I know that, you know, you and many people out there know me as the creator of Vision Words. And I have a wonderful husband. We're about to celebrate our eight year anniversary and two little girls that are just amazing. And, you know, this business has been around for about two years now. But what a lot of people don't know is that about 23 years ago, I was actually married to someone else. I got married very young. Um, I got married at 20 and um, no children. And after being married for seven years, this was back in 2002. So depending on, you know, your, your, your audience and who's watching, some people might not remember to that 2002, but it was a long time ago before Facebook, before the iPhone, there was only an iPod. Um, yeah. 2002 was um, when Alicia Keys won her very first Grammy. So we're talking a long time ago. And people really only had um, email in corporate settings in an office, they might have had an AOL dial up CD mm -hmm. or something, but email was really just for corporate America. And so in 2002, I had been married for seven years and my ex-husband left me with an email after wow. seven years of marriage. Wow. And yeah. So after that happened, I, um, the Lord gave me a scripture in Psalms where it says, um, God is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Mm -hmm. And coincidentally, which ties back into this whole question of purpose and the journey, I wrote on a sticky note that very scripture and I posted it on my computer and I kept it there for a year. And that scripture saw me through the bit, you know, the, the, the worst year of my life. I could say that scripture saw me through the biggest crisis of my life and, and going through that horrible, horrible experience, reading those words every day that God was near to me because I was brokenhearted at that point. Um, just completely saw me through. That was my anchor. That was what I held on to. And, um, and it really saw me through. I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm not sure how I got here, but basically I just wanted to share that, that the power of, you know, the, the power of the word of God and then power of positive words can just really actually see you through the biggest crisis of your life as well. Because now after that divorce and that horrible experience, I moved to New York 
started a whole new life and um, have been nothing but blessed ever since. And um, it's really been an, a, an amazing journey. I, it is such an amazing thing to see, to see everything come full circle. So you said 20 years ago, you wrote your first sticky down and stuck it up and kept it for a year. And God has brought it all the way around to where this is what you're doing. Well, one of your streams of what you're doing and it's so impactful, but first you saw how it impacted your life, how you got the anchor, something that you can hold on to. But what I've noticed with speaking to you is not only the power of you manifesting things and your positive thinking, but there's, there's also a level of faith behind everything you write down, behind everything you tell yourself, behind everything you believe. And that is usually where we tend to not get it all the way right. We would think something good and then find a way, a negative thought that will come and combat it, or we'll think something good, but not have the faith that God will either achieve that thing or supersede that thing, which is what he does. We tend to put him in a box and we're just like, okay, I want this. Well, maybe not that because that seems like it's too much. It seems like it's too much. Not thinking to ourselves that, oh my goodness, God can turn around and make me an overnight success. God can turn around and drop $10 million in my bank account supernaturally tomorrow. That seems so far-fetched to us, but we're not supposed to understand the ways of God because his ways are higher than my higher than our ways. We're yeah. supposed to ask in faith and believe. And that is what you, you've been doing. That's what you're inspiring people to do. Ask in faith and, and believe. And watch God do what he said he will get, He was going to do, and which is what is, has been evident in your life. And I remember um, having that same sort of thought process after, funnily enough, after a breakup as well. And I was thinking, you know, there must be something more. I wanted to go do something. And God dropped in my spirit that I should travel to travel and volunteer. So I found uh, somewhere in India and Thailand for me to travel and volunteer. And it was beautiful. It was called Love Volunteers. And I was going to be giving back to children. However, I had no job, not a single job in sight. And I needed $3,500 to get there. And I said, okay, God, well, you're sending me. I'm just going to plan it out. Right. And that's usually, that was my act of faith. Let me just plan it out. And we'll see, we'll see what happens when it happens. A job that I used to work happened to call me and say, hey, we need you to come in for three weeks. Somebody is going on long-term leave for three weeks of a longer vacation than usual. Can you do it? I said, sure, I can do it. When I worked out how much I would make at the end of the three weeks, do you know I needed $3,500 and I made $3,550. Wow. So the T. And I was like, wow, God, like you made a way when nobody even saw it possible because it just sounded like she wants to go where and she doesn't have a job. Like, how is it going to add up? She just finished university. There is no money anywhere, but God was able to make it work. So I said, okay, God, well, now I'm traveling that far, right? I'm going all the way to India. What's close by and what else can I do? And I found Thailand. I found that I could hike to the villages and meet with the kids and uh, spend some time with the people who live in the villages. And I said, okay, God, don't have the finances for that. And somebody was able to bless me 
at my church and they they just stood up and began to speak why they were blessing me and then encouraged anybody else who felt led of the Lord to bless me. And they were able to bless me to cover that part of my trip, but also to give me a surplus to where I was able to go to this country and buy the kids um, backpacks and buy the kids lunch one day and buy them I all ice cream, like the whole school that one day. And I was just so amazed at what, at what God would do. But I just wanted to emphasize the power of putting action and faith behind what you're believing, behind what you're repeating, what you're telling to yourself. It's very, very, very important to do that. Yes. I, I, I love that you brought that up because so many times people think, well, I prayed or, well, I, you know, I, I said the affirmation or I said the prayer, or I read the scripture. Prayer's great. But like you said, we have to have the faith after we say the prayer, after we write it down, or after we speak the affirmation of the scripture, after we state it, we need to have faith and really believe it. And faith without works is dead, right? So without taking that inspired action, you said you wrote out your plan, you were ready, and you, you were in a place to be able to receive that phone call from the job saying they needed you because you had already started the action plan. You were inspired. You had that inspired action and you took it. And lots of times, you know, people sometimes question or they try and um, figure it out or try to think too hard of the how, well, how is God going to do it? Or how is it going to happen? It doesn't matter how you read stories in the Bible. I was just um, listening to something the other day where I had forgotten about the story where somebody needed to pay their taxes and God told them to go fishing. And it's like, what? This doesn't make any sense. And he opened the mouth of the fish and there was a coin. I mean, God can do anything. He can provide finances or loved one or health or whatever it is that we're, we're praying for in so many different ways. We just have to be in a place of being open to hear his voice when he tells us what to do and actually take the inspired action. So what you said is so, so true, you know, really having the faith to believe it as well as taking the inspired action and, you know, doing that because faith without works is dead. So that's so, so true. And I just want to share a scripture, Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. And it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And, And that just emphasizes that God can do bigger than we can even imagine. So why, so instead of putting labels, negative labels on ourselves, instead of boxing our progress in, instead of boxing our vision in, it's time for us to just release and write down what God has us, what God's telling us to do and not worry about the why, the how, the who. Don't worry about who's going to show up or if you're going to make any money. Just do what he told you to do. The last thing he told you to do and just watch him work because you acted in faith. Now, I have two more questions for you before we wrap this up. Your book, It Didn't Run Me Over. Now, that is a title. Can you just give us a short snippet about what we can expect for your sure. book coming out this fall? 
Yes, that is actually going to be um, a book about learning how to thrive after a life crisis. A little bit of the story that I shared earlier about um, how, how my husband left me with an email, my ex-husband left me with an email, and how I was able to turn around and create this amazing life um, and be able to you know, continue to live by faith and to continue to lean on God and how I was able to thrive after a life crisis. So many times we, um, you know, you'll hear people and, and this is the thing about words. We have to be very careful how we speak. People say, oh, how are you doing? Well, I'm surviving. Like, don't speak like that. You know, if people say when I, when I started this, uh, I, I work in a, in an office and, uh, in New York and I, um, started this job 10 years ago. And when I started, I said to myself, whenever somebody asks me, how are you? And we're so used to saying, how are you? Fine. And you fine. And we're so used to answering that way without even really thinking about or really being vested in how that person is. I decided to be the great girl. If people ask me, how are you doing? I say, I'm great. And that kind of jolts them like, oh, you're great. What? Like nobody ever says they're great. You know, nobody ever says I'm awesome. I'm great. You know? Um, and so really, you know, being able to um, to take those words, but back to the book, it's about create, thriving after a life crisis and um, the fact that during when everything happened to me in 2002, one of my mantras was, I can't let this run me over. I have to move on with my life. I cannot let this run me over. I have to move on with my life. And that coupled along with the scripture that I shared about God being near to the brokenhearted um, are just a couple of things that, that are going to be touched on in the book. And then just, you know, what happened after and how anyone can, you know, thrive after a life crisis. Because yes, divorce is a huge life crisis, especially if it happens in a horrible way. But breast cancer, the death of a loved one, um, you know, any type of life crisis that someone feels like they're getting hit by a truck, you're able to get through it and you're able to thrive after it. So that's what I'm going to be sharing with in my book this fall. I That just sounds amazing. Like you can put me down for a pre-order. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and I'm sure my purpose chasers are going to love to read that book. So I will definitely pass on the information once you send it out so that they can pre-order and so that they can be blessed by you. So before we wrap it up, one last question. What advice would you give to somebody looking to live a happy, healthy, purpose-filled life? Someone looking to live a happy, fulfilled, purpose-filled life. I would say that The number one thing is to look to God. And when you look to God, you say, well, how can I look to God? Well, there are ways of communing with God. So there's prayer. So you pray. And when you pray, there's a time to pray and ask and, and, and speak and praise and worship. But then there's also a time to listen right? So you pray and you meditate so that you can hear his voice tell you what to do. How else do you commune with God? Through his word. And everything that his word tells us, one of the things that we've spoken about here today about mindset, 
Bible says, think on these things, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is holy. So being able to use the word of God to have that happy mindset, to have that positive mindset, to look at the positive um, is key. It's all there. It's all there in his word and it's all there in his voice and his still small voice. If you wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes it might be because he just wants to whisper to you. Sometimes it might be because he wants to give you an idea for a business, for, you know, a, a nonprofit or for a book or for, you know, whatever. We have to be mindful and just kind of slow down sometimes. I feel like in this day and age, we're so quick and we're so rushed and, you know, microwave society, we want everything instant and now. But if we just slow down, you can hear him in the whisper of the trees. You can see him in the beauty of the flowers. There's just so many ways to fill your life with joy and happiness and peace and purpose if you look for it and if you're patient enough to see it and if you listen and obey. That was amazing advice. Thank you for sharing it with us. And thank you for being with us this afternoon. Guys, you can find Martha at on Instagram, and I'll get her to give you her Instagram name, but also you can find her vision words at www.visionwords.co. That's www.visionwords.co. Vision words, statements that stick. So if you can just let us know your Instagram name so that my followers can find you. Sure. On Instagram, you can find me at Martha Banks Hall, my full name, Martha Banks Hall. And you can also find vision words at vision underscore words on Instagram, vision underscore words. Thank you so much for being here with us, Martha. We have so many takeaways, so many things to meditate on. And of course, to change our thinking, our mindset through practicing positive affirmations, faith, and actions. So I just want to thank you again for being here with us. I enjoyed our conversation and I'm sure, I'm sure my community is going to enjoy this interview. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And as always, if you like the show, subscribe to catch every episode and leave us a review so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. See you next Tuesday for another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast.